Hello, I'm Greg Howard Jr. and this is Don't Make This Weird, the podcast. Each week I invite a special guest to talk about their life, news, politics, and anything else that may come up. Head over to the Patreon where you'll get the random questions game, a secret from my guest. You get some merch for being a loyal patron and you get this whole episode uncut and without this bit about joining the Patreon. So head over to patreon.com forward slash springbreak83 productions to join now. All right. I am super fortunate to be sitting here with undisputably one of the coolest people I've ever met in my entire life. Um, she's an artist. She's a businesswoman. She is iconic. She is my first in-person interview. Uh, we are at Humanity Studios in Huntsville, Alabama. Please welcome Miss Stephanie Kirkland. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Am I in there? I yeah, I hear you. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got we got new equipment, so I don't deserve such a prestigious introduction, but I thank you for it. The lies you tell. <laughs> so tell everybody kind of um the the genesis of Humanity Studios. How did how did you get here? Okay, so I have always done art on some level. I was that kid that got in trouble for drawing in class because my work was already done, so, you know, whatever. But um, I went to school for art, did it for a while, left that in, like, 2010, and went to retail. I don't know what I was thinking, but, you know, retail hell is retail hell. And so you work your way through it, and I had just kind of had enough, and so I was looking for an outlet, and so then I started back painting. And so, like, one random day, I was like, you know, I wonder if people would want to do paint parties. And it went from an idea to me having my actual party. And my friend Mark was gracious enough to let me do it at his nightclub. And so then I went from there to doing pop-up parties at different locations. And eventually it was like, okay, I can't keep popping up and taking all this stuff there's a lot of stuff to take and so I was like okay let me start looking for a home for the business and here we are some kind of way I've been here for a year and a half and it's been a whole lot of fun um how how much panic did you go through when lockdown started oh my god I just knew that I was about to like lose my shirt off my back (laughs) (laughs) I was like this is it (laughs) Like, Lord, why you just didn't tell me? Um, Yeah, I panicked because, like, literally, I opened the doors to the studio and did, like, a soft open for friends and family the week before COVID, not knowing how our entire world was about to turn upside down. And so I remember, like, watching the news and thinking, okay, God, like, how is this going to play out? What am I supposed to do? And so then I just kept thinking, thinking, thinking. I'm like, all right, everybody's trapped at home and they need something to do. And so I started pushing the paint kits. And so that's what I was doing was just advertising online that, you know, we've got some COVID busting projects. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think I called them COVID boredom busters. That's what I called them. And so people were like, okay. So I was selling them in packs. So like you could come and pick up a pack of like four. So it's like, you know, you and your family do a project. 
Um, and then I was just setting up appointments. So you knew you were to be here at 2.30. I knew you were out by 2.45 so the next person could come in because I was making sure nobody was crossing paths with anybody. But, um, yeah, it just kind of pivoted what I was doing and made it work until people were ready to come back outside. And when did, when did you decide to start doing in-person parties again? Um, I want to say it was, maybe it was like June. June or July, I feel like it was, somewhere around in there. Because, um, and even then, I was still doing like really, really small classes because I had taken like some of the tables and the chairs out of here because I was just like, everybody has to be spaced out. And I was doing more private events because I feel like, I feel like when you do a private event, if I know you're sick in any kind of way, like, why is your nose running? You can't come <laughs> with us. You know, like, I feel like I can hold you accountable. Whereas like when you do public parties, you know, I don't know if your friends are holding you accountable. So I was doing the smaller events and just doing them as private parties because so I, I felt like that was safer. And um, some kind of way made it through. And now, you know, we're getting ready to hopefully not, but it feels like we may be going back in that direction of slowing back down. So that's what I've been thinking about is because, like, I was doing some virtual parties too. Like, I did some virtual date nights. Those are a whole bunch of fun. Um, so that's what I was thinking about doing, starting throwing those back out there, just so in case we do have a lockdown, people know that that is a thing that I do. I mean, it's it's good to have a plan. Right. Now, we, you and I have a shared love for one Miss Jill Scott. Ooh, yes. Um, what is it about Jill and her music that speaks to you? Jill just evokes like a level of beauty and confidence and peace through her music. Like when I listen to her music, I get the same feeling listening to her that I get when I listen to Ella Fitzgerald, where it like just puts like a joy in your heart. Yeah. Like I get that same feeling when I listen to Jill. Um, are you listening to her podcast? Yes. That's oh, fantastic. I she love it. Everything. So somebody told me the other day um, that there is a Tony Braxton and a Jill Scott song for every occasion. And I want to put that to the test. Okay. So I'm going, I've got 10 situations and I want you to tell me the first Jill Scott song that pops into your head for for each one of these. Okay. 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 All right, first one is first date. Long walk. Vacation. I'm going to say Lazelle and E-flat. Oh, yes. <laughs> Wedding. Ooh, that's, that's the same one, though. Okay, let's see. Let's get some Tony Braxton in there. How many ways? Okay, all right. See, for me... The Wedding is Back Together by Jill Scott. Oh, I forgot about that one. Okay. Um, Cooking Dinner. Golden. It's got a good vibe to it. Shopping. Mm. I don't know. It depends on why I'm shopping. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, am I just shopping? Or is this like retail therapy love should have brought you home last night? Either one. Either one. <laughs> it's probably love should have brought you home last night. Because now I'm in my feelings and I'm buying something because I felt like it. All right. <laughs> um, rainy days. Spanish guitar. Oh, yes. Um, getting a new job. Blessed. Moving. I don't know. Uh, I don't even know what suits that one. What do you think? I feel like Golden would work for that one too. Yeah, because it's still that upbeat. Homecoming. Mm. That's a whole turn up. Um. I'm going to say, even though the, the lyrics don't match Homecoming, I'm going to say the Jill Scott, Anthony Hamilton, So In Love. Yes. I love that song. <laughs> uh, Night Out. Uh, again, Golden. Like, Golden just feels good to me. Golden, maybe... You're making me high, I feel like is a good one too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So see, see, I know my Jill. Like Tony, Tony and I are friends, but like me and Jill are a thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving away from music and more into into art. Um art is always changing, always evolving. Um, and the newest thing is NFT art. Mm -hmm. As an artist, what, what are your thoughts on this new evolution of what art is? It intrigues me, honestly, because of course there is no standard when it comes to art and what art truly is. But to look at the exposure that some of these artists are getting. Because I mean, when you're looking at NFT art, you kind of look at like the growth in that the same way that you look at TikTok, you know, where I put this one thing out here and a million people saw it and now somebody wants to buy it. But then the aspect of it being solely for that one person and you know, you setting that value to what you truly think it is. Because I mean, like I looked at one and it was like a cartoon cat you know, but it sold for like $15,000. And I'm like, hmm, why? You know, but. It's it's become like almost overnight, it's become like this multi-million dollar industry. Mm -hmm. And like somebody, somebody called it the Pokemon cards for the art world. Because like once somebody yeah. buys that NFT, that's it. Yeah. Um, do you think we we'll get to a point where there will be NFTs in like the Louvre or the National Museum. I don't, I don't think so. And like, I don't even want to necessarily like discredit it, but the classics are the classics. Like if they added another wing and was like, okay, this is where it is, like maybe, but I don't think that you would have like 
this NFT digitally running next to like the Mona Lisa. That makes sense. Um, I have every week I get, um, I get emails from listeners all the time. Um, and I've asked them, you know, send me questions that, you know, you just want to want answered. Um, there's no rhyme and rhyme or reason for any of the questions. Um, I just go through my email and I pick the ones that I feel fit the guests that I have on. Um, so my question this week, uh, comes from Monica in California. Hello, Monica. If you were listening, thank you for, um, writing us. Um, she says that people always uh, freak out over Banksy's art, but I don't get it. Um, am I the only one who thinks Banksy is overrated? Oh, wow. <laughs> no, of course, art is subjective, so Monica can feel that way. I think he's a bit of a genius because his artwork most of the time speaks to something socially. you know, And so you have to look at where those, where those pieces are placed and what's going on around them and what's going on in the socioeconomic climate. So I think his work is genius, personally. I get excited every time something pops up. Do you think we'll ever find out who Banksy is? I think they've already found out who Banksy is. Because, I mean, like, they've pointed fingers at this one guy, and then they pointed at a girl at one time, and I was like, hmm, I don't know. But I think it's the guy that they kept on saying because he's gotta have money he like the things that they've said okay they've said that he comes from a prestigious family of some sort because he's got to have money he has access because you're getting all these places and you're not getting caught which means somebody's watching for you so yeah i think they know who it is they're just not going to tell us i think it's pretty dope though (laughs) i do too i do too i like it all right so we have come to the point in the show, um, I ask all my guests 15 random questions. Okay, um, <laughs> some of them came from the internet. Some of them people sent to me. Um, so, number one, what website, not app, do you frequent the most? Pinterest. Okay. Sweet tea or lemonade? Lemonade. Who was your favorite Spice Girl? None. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's the first time I've gotten that one. I just wanted them off of my TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the most terrible thing that you've watched all the way through on Netflix? I've watched some pretty crazy stuff on Netflix. Um, I'm going to say the most ridiculous thing I watched was Tiger King, though. Because what was that? I... I feel like if Tiger King had come out outside of the pandemic, it would not have been nearly (laughs) successful as if like everybody was at home, (laughs) everybody was watching Netflix. I just want to know, like, did Carol really kill her husband? You know, she killed that (laughs) man. You know, she killed that man. (laughs) They're like, Every time I would see her on TV, like when they announced her for Dancing with the Stars or something, like she's got that look in her eyes. That's like, she's killed like a man. She like <laughs> She absolutely did it. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> I have no doubt in my mind. Yes. Pancakes or waffles? Ooh, pancakes. 
Ren Fair or sci-fi convention? Sci-fi. Um, do you have an unusual celebrity crush? Like somebody that should you bring it up, people are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> no, my celebrity crush is Mark Wahlberg. He's just fine. This is true. I mean, this he's like, true. my obsession, I guess my obsession with him kind of started at a crazy moment because like, I remember watching Fear and saying, oh my God, he is crazy. But he is beautiful. Ma'am. <laughs> That's, that was the balance, and now I'm just like, it's okay. He's crazy inside, but he's calmed down. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the story I've told myself. Like, he's older. So, right, right. You know, it was just a role. That's all. <laughs> um, bra, always on or only when you have to? Always on. Always on? Okay. I'm traditional lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, sweater or hoodie? Sweater. If you could have an entire movie theater to yourself and you could watch any movie in the entire world, what would you pick? I'm such a kid, and so I'm going to go with Lion King. Like, sitting Indian style in the seat, singing out loud Lion King, and crying every time Mufasa dies. The cartoon or the live-action version? Oh, the cartoon. Gotta be. Did you watch the live-action? I did, and it didn't pull on my heartstrings the way that I expected it to. It was okay. It was like, a little weird. It was like, yeah, they did it, but still give me a cartoon. Yeah. Do you wash your legs in the shower? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> People don't wash their legs in the shower? No. You know what? <laughs> I saw a whole feed the other day about people and their crazy showering habits, and I was like, what is wrong with these people? Like, it's a thing? Like, you have shower dates? It it blew my mind. I was just, I don't know. And now there's like this whole like celebrity culture of oh we don't bathe that often. It's fine. And but it's like why? Like you have access to water and right. soap. Good water and good soap even. Like, like <laughs> I cannot. Like it doesn't make you relatable. No, like, it doesn't. It's gross. Facts. Like I don't get it. Mm. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm very much, like, at least once a day, bar soap, washcloth, behind the ears, Come top on. of the head to the bottoms of my feet. Right. Always. It's the right thing to do. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I was raised cleanliness is next to godliness, so. Exactly. <laughs> They're on something else. Yeah. Pool or ocean? Ocean. You're a child of the beach, though. Yes, I knew the answer the to that. The beach is my happy place. <laughs> um, if they were making a biopic about your life, who would play you? Ooh. Um, can I say Jill just because it sounds cool? Um, she acts. I, it's right, fair game. I think she could do it. I'm, I'm going to go with Jill. Okay. Uh, nude beach or not a chance? Not a chance. All right. And finally... What is the best piece of advice that you have ever gotten? Just believe in yourself. As simple as that sounds, and as hard as it can be, just believe in yourself. Right on. Um, so tell everyone um, if they're in 
the Huntsville area, or if they are not and they would like to book a virtual party uh, with you, tell everybody how they can do that, where they can find you online. They can find me at humanitystudios.com. That's Hue, H-U-E, like the color, Manity, M-A-N-I-T-Y, studios.com, online and on all social media. And now before, uh, before we go, uh, I do have to say when this comes out, um, it will be the day before your birthday. So uh, happy birthday. Thank you. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had a blast. Uh, anytime you want to come back, I've got a space for you. Definitely will. Awesome. Thank you so much, Steph. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. If you didn't enjoy this episode, why the fuck are you even still here? If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email us at don'tmakethisweirdpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at sb83productions, on Instagram at springbreak83productions. Don't Make This Weird is a Spring Break 83 production.